YouTube cracks down on profanity with strict new rules. So YouTube has made a bit of a policy change that has people a bit up in arms. It's mainly this one. Inappropriate language. All varieties of profanity are now treated equally, meaning they are not differentiated based on level of severity. Also, we are not treating words such as hell and damn as profanity anymore. It's weird that they ever were. Content where profanity is used after the first eight seconds may receive ad revenue. However, if profanity is used in the first eight seconds of the video, then it will not monetize. It's weird that they specify eight seconds here because I have been dinged by this new policy and it says eight to 15 seconds. So here are all the videos that are currently limited for me. As you can see, it's not that many, it's 21. I think I had like five before, but the shorts were already done. So like if you ignore shorts, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can't remember how many I had before, but I've gotten at least like five or so since the change in policy. And certainly some of these I can still get re-reviewed and stuff, apparently. It's unfortunate that the quartering one got demonetized, but I do say the F word multiple times in the beginning. So the reason why this policy change hasn't hurt me all that much is because YouTube has had a policy that you're not meant to swear in the first 30 seconds for like over two years. So any video I made in the last two years hasn't really had any swearing in the first 30 seconds. So this change in policy, reducing it to eight or 15 seconds is not that significant. The difference between this and the 30 second policy though, is the 30 second policy wasn't super done retroactively. So when they put that policy in place, it was mainly going forward, not going back in most cases, it seemed. That's why some of the videos that have now been demonetized, they did have swearing in the first 30 seconds, but they just were never flagged. But with this new change in policy, it's gone all the way back and flagged those videos now. You can look at this as YouTube being more lenient in terms of the rules, but enforcing them harder. Because now you can swear after 15 seconds, <laughs> but your old videos where you didn't abide by this rule that you couldn't have known existed uh, are now getting demonetized. See, I'm not super concerned about this. Every single time YouTube makes any sort of policy change, everyone's always like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened. The world's gonna come to an end. YouTube is gonna die. And that never ends up happening. I am sure in the same way that I've been inconvenienced, other people will be inconvenienced too. There will be mistakes that are made. People will be negatively impacted by this. How much blame can be put on YouTube versus the advertisers? I honestly will always lean towards blame on the advertisers. Clearly YouTube would love if they can just put advertisements on literally everything, regardless of how perverse or profane or, or what have you, and, and still get those advertiser money. But the advertisers, you know, they want to have some buffer between their brand and potentially controversial or insensitive content. In the same way that some advertisers now when they do sponsor spots, will make it so the influencer will specifically say that the sponsor hasn't sponsored the entire video, but has sponsored specifically the section where they talk about the sponsor, which is obvious, but now the influencer has to specifically say that. Rather than saying, this video is brought to you by X, they say a portion of this video was brought to you by X. Because the advertisers are always just in that position of, we need to protect our brand, protect the brand. Just any any small potential for something bad to happen, we need, need protection. And so YouTube will always want to like, go, you guys, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You, this is not going to hurt your brand. Just put your advertisements wherever. The brands will be like, no, it's going to hurt us, man. We need these protections. I mean, if you go back in rambles, I talked about how the adpocalypse works with YouTube. What happens is YouTube gets pushback. And so the amount of videos that they put ads on goes to like the bare bones of like everyone in the universe will find it acceptable. And then slowly over time, they move out and out and out and out and out and out and out. And eventually they push too far and advertisements get put on something that 
is absolutely terrible and, and horrendous. And then they push back in. And that's like the life cycle of YouTube. Unless, of course, you can be optimistic and believe that YouTube will not every year try and increase their revenue as a company should and will eventually just stop at some point and go, hey, if we go further than this, we'll get public outrage again and all the advertisers will leave. So we can't go beyond this barrier of acceptability. I mean, that's the only way we would ever possibly avoid another adpocalypse ever happening. But who knows if that will happen? What I'm saying is, sure, this does suck that you can't swear in the first 8 to 15 seconds. But I don't think it's YouTube's fault that this is that way. I think it's more society's fault and advertisers' fault. How many people do you know that still go like, Oh, you shouldn't swear. You said the F word. That's not good. Those people buy products. Whenever I think of swear words and the social acceptability of them, I always think of Ben Shapiro when he read out the lyrics of, what's the song, Wet Ass Pussy or whatever? And he read the lyrics, but every single time he said, Wet Ass P Word. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P Word. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P Word. Is a grown man who couldn't say the word pussy and believed it was better to say P Word. That it didn't make him look stupid. That everyone in the universe knows what word he's referring to, but still said P word. And but he did it multiple times without a, any sort of hints that he understood what he was doing was ridiculously stupid. These people exist and buy products, and therefore we're going to be having these rules all the time, right? You know? The over 30 ways that Twitch live streaming is better than YouTube live streaming. I, of course, streamed on Twitch for seven years and then streamed on YouTube for the past four months. So people still frequently ask me about YouTube versus Twitch in terms of live streaming. So I wrote a bit of a post on my community page. Do I get more money from YouTube live streaming? No. For 2022, I averaged 10 to 12K when on Twitch, 7 to 8K now on YouTube. I did not really work to monetize either. I didn't run extra ads on Twitch or ask for subs, for example. Do I get more viewers on YouTube compared to Twitch? Yes, two or three times as many at least. This might be overselling it a bit. It depends on what I'm doing. And I think it has declined over time because when I first got to YouTube, it was like a brand new thing. It was like, oh, Matt's on YouTube now. Oh, that's fucking crazy. But the more tests I'm doing now as to what the difference in my viewership is between YouTube and Twitch, it's not as extreme as I thought it was. If you get more viewers, why do you get less money then? Free Prime subs are one third of Twitch revenue. One third is reoccurring subscriptions built up over seven years. I have not streamed on Twitch in two months. I still get 4K from people who want to use my emotes to support me. This will decline over time. I think I have like 1,700 subscribers still on Twitch. Is live streaming easier on YouTube or Twitch? YouTube streaming does unfortunately have significant barriers to entry compared to Twitch. Twitch is far more plug and play, and I don't think I'd have managed on YouTube if not for some of my viewers helping me, especially to get chat on screen. YouTube systems are unnecessarily convoluted and lacking. However, it is the same from a streamer perspective when you get the hang of it. You'd have to remind me I'm not on Twitch 99% of the time. However, in terms of minor Twitch features that are nice to have that YouTube lacks, there are easily around 30 you can notice immediately. So these are all the things that Twitch has that YouTube does not. User profile with comments, chat history, custom mod action buttons, highlight selected terms, toggle between live and top chat permanently, like Twitch just always has live chat. It doesn't have top chat. Top chat is dumb. Change font size. Set custom user color. Gift membership to a specific user. Have users opt in to gifted memberships by default. Give mods the ability to change category and title. Make polls, pin messages. 
They've only recently just given mods like the ability to put on slow mode. They, they are so far behind and it has been years since YouTube made his live streaming feature. User notes, mod comments. So this is like when a mod like goes, this person did X and Y, we got to remember that for later. And you can just put it on people's accounts. Use channel emotes globally. One of the big perks of having a pay subscription on Twitch rather than YouTube is this feature. Set default stream settings for chat modes, slow mode, sub only. I have to every single stream, every single one, set the exact same defaults. Like I give myself a five minute window to start my stream because it takes five minutes to set up a stream. Previously, I changed from YouTube to Twitch and people were really surprised at how quickly I did it. I was like, yeah, because while it takes me five minutes to, to set up a YouTube stream, it takes me 14 seconds to do it for Twitch. This is in part because like the chat underneath me, I have to get a new link for that every single fucking time and individually put it into every single section that I want it to appear on my OBS. I have to do this because if I use Stream Elements or Stream Labs, the chat that they use, you can't do certain things with. It's very dumb. Trust me, but I have to do it. Separate notifications for videos, streams, community posts, shorts, and mentions. People turn off notifications because they only want one type of notification. They don't want to hear about all the rest. It's, it's dumb. If you want notifications for my stuff, by the way, uh, Discord is always the best for that because there's like a little bot that tells you. Hide profile pictures. We have Truffle, Ludwig's extension that helps with this, but like, People shouldn't need third-party applications for something this basic. Display user handle instead of usernames. I don't think this makes that much of a difference. Chat commands for basic features. Polls, chat modes, change category, and title. Yeah, you can't just type it. You have to actually press buttons and stuff. Raids. Yeah, a feature of Twitch. You send all your viewers, viewers to a particular place. I don't know how much value they have on Twitch in terms of growing audiences and stuff. A little bit, I suspect, but... This does give Twitch more of a community feel that you can actually interact with other people. Unban requests. I've talked before about how if I mute someone, it doesn't even show me the last person I muted. It just has a random jumble of names. If I accidentally mute someone and I forget their name, or I miss their name or something like uh, whatever, I have no way to undo that. I've accidentally muted at least four people and they are now in the ether. Their comments will never be seen again and there's nothing that I can do about it except unbanning or unmuting literally everyone. Very dumb. Hide badges. Yeah, so if you don't want to show like your membership badge, you have no choice. Hide profile pictures. I mean, yeah, I guess if you don't want your profile picture shown in chat, you have no choice. Keep and display user info, member since, sub since, how many gifted uh, memberships. Like I can't tell anything that about any of you. I can't tell when you first started watching my stream, when you first subscribed and all that stuff. If you click on Twitch, you know all that information immediately. Emote only mode. A good way to stop people talking in chat, but still enabling people to be able to interact with your stream. Like when you don't want people to give spoilers for a puzzle or something. Display active users based on their role. Oh, so you can see everyone who is in chat. Right, this thing. So you can see everyone who's in chat. Clips tab for a channel. Where do you even find clips for channels? I wanted to remove some clips from one of my live streams and even on the back end, it was impossible to find. It's just silly. Like they have this thing called remixes or something. So here, similar sort of concept, they're trying to get people to like make shorts out of people's videos. And so I got two remixes in the last 28 days for 2K views. They're failing in regards to having an audience make stuff to promote like streams and videos and stuff. Direct messages, I mean, YouTubers had this multiple times and it is kind of weird that 
Like you have to like jump to Twitter and hope a person has DMs open to be able to message them about stuff. It's kind of awkward really. But then again, I'm not sure how many people actually use Twitch messages anyway, but it is nice to know that I can uh, potentially reach out to another creator on the platform itself. Channel points. This is something that Truffle can allow, but it's just a currency that you can use for games and stuff. Remove ads for members. This again is a major benefit of being a paid Twitch subscriber on Twitch, of course. And because you don't get this benefit on YouTube, then the amount of people who pay for memberships is obviously going to be far less. Theater mode with chat on the side. Does this still not work? Yeah, I guess, I guess it still doesn't work. Better latency. Whenever we move back to Twitch for a stream, people immediately comment like, holy shit, like the messages appear instantly. That's nuts. Like it's not even just the chat latency. When it comes to like the alerts that pop up on screen, I can read it in chat and be like, uh, just uh, gonna, gonna come anywhere. Oh, there we go. And then like 40 seconds later, it, the alert will come. On Twitch, it's instant. Someone gives you $5, it's instantly on the screen. I don't see it in chat. I have to wait 40 seconds for the alert to come out. Like often you'll see me in when I'm doing streams, I will see a person's super chat respond and answer the question, and then it will appear and the text-to-speech will play. That's just silly. Everything on YouTube is massively delayed, and I don't know why. Like with the last one, reduce the time it takes to start a stream. When I press go live on Twitch, the stream goes live. It has like maybe a delay of like three seconds or something. On YouTube, it's anywhere between 30 and a minute. And so I sit there awkwardly because the, the VOD starts recording for YouTube before the, the, the actual stream is live. So if you go watch my VODs, you get like a few seconds of me, maybe 10, 15 seconds of me going, so wonder when I'm going to be live soon. I hope it's going to be soon. And it's just really dumb. It's, it's just bad. So in conclusion for this section, YouTube is eons behind compared to Twitch in terms of its features for live streaming. Any other interesting observations? Paid subscriptions are the most common support on Twitch, including Primes. And Super Chats are most common on YouTube. I suspect this is in part because Twitch streams have a greater community feel and Twitch subscriptions provide greater value compared to YouTube memberships. Can use emotes everywhere, not just in one channel, and don't get ads, etc. Even despite YouTube being known for its amazing analytics for its videos, it is still light years behind Twitch for live stream analytics. There are separate analytics pages for the live stream and video of the live stream, but the live stream analytics are hard to find, use, and have limited information. So if I want to see, like, the actual live stream analytics, I have to go to my channel, go to live, click the stream, go into the stream here, then click analytics, and then it will show me all this stuff. If you want me to tell you my average viewership across all of my streams, I don't know where the information exists. I, I, I don't even know if that information does exist. Very strange. I'm not 100% comfortable with continuing to live stream on YouTube. The benefits of doing so are somewhat waning. Maybe having all those weak performing live streams is somewhat hurting YouTube's willingness to give my videos credibility. The more I go on, the more the difficulties with streaming on YouTube kind of annoy me. And while I do think it was a worthy experiment to, to do, I'm not as convinced that the benefits are worth it. As much as I don't like Twitch, at the end of the day, it's a matter of what brings the most benefit. It's not like my being on Twitch or not is going to impact Twitch significantly. Modders can now crash anyone's game without even joining their lobby. So GT Online is having some difficulties. By the time this comes out in Rambles, they might already be fixed. But, uh, you know, for the sake of history, let's talk about it. From Tez. Although I did hear this from other places, Tez summarizes it well. GT Online PC warning. 
There are new remote crash and kick exploits out in the wild. You can be crashed in single player or any GT Online lobby type. The cheater doesn't have to be in the session. Using a firewall to block connections will protect you from these exploits. I don't know how to say this person's name. Spear... Speeder? Oh, it's Spider! I see. Workaround for GT Online remote crash on PC. Single player solo session or non-host player of online session only. Download... This is called Guardian. Select lock session. Done. Attempting this as a session host will prevent anyone from joining you. So this is the thing that I use to protect myself when I'm doing my online content now. Guardian for the longest time didn't really work. It works, then it broke, and then I stopped using it. Like I talked to other creators and they as well had stopped using Guardian because it didn't work, but apparently they fixed it and it is what enabled me to do all my Care Perico speedruns. I didn't want to super promote it because the more you promote any sort of system of security, the more bad actors can go, oh, that's how you're stopping us? Well, then we'll attack that and find a way around it. But I mean, considering these issues have arisen and this tweet has got quite a bit of traction, 65,000 views, this is out in the wild now, so I will also shed light on this. If you are looking for a way to not be fucked with by modders and, and just be in solo public sessions fairly easily, Guardian is the way to do it. Do I worry that I will have a negative impact on others? Boaza also asks, do you worry about your influence on people when it comes to personal opinion or people using your arguments to support their views, react content, political views, etc.? I have frequently seen people espouse positions that I hold and argue for them in ways that I consider to be poor or try to repeat things that I've said and don't necessarily get it right. This is just a factor of any time you communicate your ideas and people find them to be appealing or what have you. Like, in not just being an influencer, in your personal day-to-day life, you are going to have that happen sometimes, where you argue for a point of view, and a person hears it, and they believe it, and they repeat it somewhere else, but don't necessarily have your same foundation for believing it, right? Do I worry about this? To some degree, sure. I don't want to lead people astray, or lead them to hold positions that they might get into a situation where someone questions them on it, questions them on it and they're unable to defend their own views. I hope no one gets into a situation where they're like, well, I trust Dark Viper. Maybe I don't understand his reasoning for holding these positions, but I trust that he has the right position, so I'm just going to repeat them. I don't want people to get into that kind of situation. 